This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So you're thinking about including trail cameras in your spring scouting strategy. On this episode, I'm going to talk about helpful tips for using game cameras to scout for spring turkeys. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about trail cameras. Now, if you've used trail cameras for other things, most likely you've used them for deer. Maybe you've used them for bear or other big game. Can you use them for turkeys? Well, of course you can do you use them differently, though, for turkeys than you would for deer? In other words, can you just leave your trail cameras up year-round that you have for deer and, and hope that they'll help you with turkeys? Well, maybe, partially, sometimes, in some places, but rarely is that going to give you the best results. When it comes to turkeys, there are a few nuances about trail camera locations, placement, and use that you will get much better results if you keep these things in mind. So let's go ahead and start at the top. Number one, most obvious, turkeys are shorter than deer. And if you are one who is looking for trophy deer on your trail cameras, you're probably even pointing higher than you would the average deer because you're trying to make sure you get those antlers and you're not interested in fawns or anything small coming by. You're trying to get the right in the middle of the core of the big deer that you're looking for. Turkeys are short. They're smaller than deer. Even the biggest gobbler is much shorter than a deer. And, you know, turkey's head does come up a little bit high, you know, into the deer height range, but it's a very small, very thin head, not a whole lot to it, and it can walk right by, trip the camera, you just have a blank photo, 
Don't know anything was ever there, especially because there's a delay. I know a lot of the modern trail cameras, they say, oh, it's a 0.001 second delay or whatever nonsense. I've used a bunch of them. I've used some of the best in the industry. And doesn't matter what they say, there is a delay. Whether it's photo or video, there's a delay. And if a turkey or a deer's walking by at regular speed, uh, there's a there's a fair chance you may get none of it or the back quarter of it, or in the case of a turkey, not enough to even make out that something was there. So you gotta point your trail cameras down or you need to place them lower. I prefer to just place them lower and then point straight across. Reason being, if you point it down, you are looking at a specific field of view that's straight in front of you, straight ahead, um, but it's at a point on the ground, you're firing down at an angle. Whereas if your trail camera is lower in and of itself, it can point straight across the ground. So you have your full depth of trigger space, you know, whether you're six inches in front of the camera or 30 yards in front of the camera, yeah, more like 30 feet in front of the camera, you're still going to trigger it if anything crosses that plane. So you're going to do better with a trail camera for turkey scouting if you put it lower on the tree. Now, if you're like me, I like to leave trail cameras up, you know, long term. I hate repointing them because uh, it can take a little while to get a good setup on a trail camera. But that's just part of the game. If you want to have trail cameras that let you know if turkeys are there, they have to be at turkey height. So you want to set that thing on a tree about two feet off the ground. Could be a little more. Depends on the angle, the terrain. You know, you need to test it. You just need to do some walk-bys. You need to never just set up a game camera, assume it's going to work well, and walk away. You always have to test it. You got to test. You got to do walk-bys. Got to walk by, wave your hat, make some, uh, you know, puts, hold certain fingers out so you know, okay, this was walk by one, walk by two, walk by three. See what percentage of your walk bys it picks up at different ranges, different speeds of walking by, walking towards the camera, walking away from the camera, and see where it's pointing at. You know, if the, if the core point is, is right around your knees, that's about ideal for turkeys depending on how tall you are. So that is going to change a lot. That's going to help you pick up a lot more birds. You're also going to pick up a lot more other stuff. You're going to pick up more foxes. You're going to pick up more raccoons. You're going to pick up more squirrels. But hey, you know what? That's all right. You don't have to sit in the woods. The camera's sitting in the woods. You can just you know, push the button and move past a few photos or videos until you find what you're looking for. So that's first thing first. Get that camera lower so that you can see the turkeys. Number two, turkeys are not coming to and stopping at the same places that deer are. They may walk through, but what stops a turkey and what stops a deer are not always the same thing. Often I, I recommend you use a mock scrape for deer hunting. Okay, that's a licking branch, hanging down a vine, whatever it may be. So the, the deer walks by, it's about belt level. It's going to stop. It's going to lick that branch. It's going to rub the preorbital glands on its head on the branch. Uh, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I did a YouTube video on how to set them up. You can find all that on the website, newhuntersguide.com. But 
what you need to be thinking about here is why are turkeys going to stop in this field of view? Okay, a mock scrape might stop a deer. Okay, a watering hole may stop a deer. May stop a turkey. It's possible. But more than likely, what stops turkeys is not going to be the same things that stop deer. In fact, not a whole lot stops turkeys. Other turkeys stop turkeys. Turkeys making noises, socializing stops turkeys. But turkeys are constantly in motion. So you'd want to try to avoid a camera that only picks up left and right movement at close range with a narrow depth or, or a, a shallow depth, which is like, you know, a, on, a, on a, deer tra a deer trail, that may work fine for deer. But for turkeys, you know, they're going to walk right by at regular speed. And if they're three feet from the camera, by the time it trips it, that turkey's going to be gone before you get a photo or a video of it too much of the time. Now, if there's a whole line of turkeys walking, the first turkey will trip it, and you might get a picture or video of turkey three, four, and five, but you can't depend on that. So the way that you overcome that is, one, you can place it pointing parallel to a game trail, not perpendicular, parallel. So you can see anything that's walking up because it's walking straight towards the camera or anything that's walking by because it walks right past the camera. So you can see the back side or you see the front side as opposed to if you put it on a trail perpendicular to the trail, it's just too often it's going to get set off and you're not going to see what set it off or you're going to see the back couple feathers of a turkey might not even be able to tell if it's a tom or a jake or a hen or whatever it might be. So that's one. You want to try to set it up so that you have, you can see whatever's walking towards you or walking away from you as opposed to just what's walking across on a narrow game path. Now, if you have food, food is good. If you know where turkeys like to eat, if you have a food plot, food plots work a little differently though for spring turkey than they do for deer or fall turkey even. Not a whole lot is, is going to draw turkeys' attention in April and May. My favorite thing to use for turkeys in the spring is clover. Where I live, the, the climate works good. That clover greens up, you know, right on the cusp of everything else greening up. It's providing food. Bugs are landing on that clover. It's greening up and, and being useful even before there's grass. So a nice little clover patch can be a great place for turkeys to come. But wherever turkeys come, wherever they scratch, wherever they eat, wherever they're feeding, those are areas that turkeys are going to move slowly through. So you could set up a camera that just, you know, shoots straight across one of those and try to get them as they graze their way through a feeding area. That's another great way to try to get turkeys on camera. Uh, if you have fields... Turkeys like open areas. Now, if you have a 100-acre field, well, that's, that's going to be really tough to try to use that. Now, if you know, though, that turkeys roost on a certain part of the field, and then they come down and then they walk into the field, you can set up cameras to try to catch them walking, down, or walking from the roost into the field or from the field back into the woods to where they roost. However, if you know that much about where the turkeys are, 
I don't know that you need a camera, right? You know they're there. You know where they're roosting. You know where they're going. You're expecting them to walk by here. You just hunt those turkeys. So in those kind of situations, you already have all the intel. The, the, the game camera, I guess, could just confirm what you already know or suspect, depending on the situation. So I don't know that it's going to be quite as helpful in those kinds of applications. But if you have small clearings... Birds love places like that. They love to be able to get out into a clearing, especially if it's been raining and it stops, or even during the rain sometimes. They'll go out into the clearing. They can shake the water off. They can see predators from a distance because when they're in the woods and it's raining, you know, their hearing is really compromised. Something can sneak up on them because you, you just hear all this water falling from the sky. But if you can do something like that, and you can get those birds, they go into a field or a little clearing. When it's raining, they do that for protection. You can be pointing your trail camera into that field, into that clearing, whatever the case may be, and that'll work good. How big of a clearing is ideal? Uh, the bigger question is, can your trail camera be set off from anything that walks across the clearing? Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I know some trail cameras today, they're rated at anything from 30 feet to 100 feet. They really don't usually work at 100 feet. You really need to test it. You know, if your camera's being set off, you know, two-thirds of the time at the furthest edge of that clearing when you walk by and test it, that's all you need. That's good enough. Uh, if it's a big clearing and it can't push all, or it can't, won't trigger all the way across the clearing... You want to think, okay, should I reposition this? Because if, if that area is full of turkeys, but you don't get them because it's just too big, you know, you're not, it's not giving you the full value. So maybe there's a different part of the clearing. Sometimes it's wider at one end and, and you know, it's more narrow at the other. So maybe you set it up on the narrow side, or maybe you set it up on one of the edges where you suspect them to come out into the clearing or whatever the case may be. You want to try to set up a camera whenever you set one up so that however you're pointing it, it can see or be triggered by anything that you're pointing it at. So you don't want to point a camera into a 100-acre field because you're just going to... Only the things at the very edge will trigger it. But with a little clearing in the woods, opening arrows, whatever the case might be, you know you can do that. Old logging roads... Birds love those kind of things, but you want to use the same technique that you would for a deer trail. You want to try to point it parallel to the logging road 
so you can see stuff walking up towards you or walking down away from you. Now, if you're doing a logging road or a deer trail and there, there's not a good setup for that, you, there's not the right kind of tree because you do kind of want to hide the camera. You don't want it to be too obvious. What you can do is if you've got a hill or some slope, you can get that camera up higher and you can point it down at an angle downhill. So anything walking up that hill is still going to trigger the camera because the camera's up in a tree and it's pointing down. So you still have a fairly good field of view. You're not pointing the camera straight down, but you're pointing it at a downward angle along a slope. So it's not just a straight down. You have a nice deep trigger area where anything walking up or down can trigger it. Now, maybe that means you got to climb up something. Maybe you need a step ladder. Sometimes, though, just above head level is enough. Just high enough to be able to reach and tie it off and check the cards can be enough. And if you have the right kind of angles there, you can still get a good depth of field, but you just got to test it. You got to test, 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 always test. Whenever I set up a trail camera, you know, it takes a grand total two minutes to set up the camera. And then I usually sit there for a half hour testing, look at the pictures, test, look at the pictures, test, look, try different things try some different angles until I get it where I feel like it's just right. And then even then, you know, I come back in a week or two, check the pictures and find, oh, actually a little more angle here would help. But once you get it and it's set and it's right and it's good, then you can just check that card once every week or two and you've got it all down. Then the question is, when do you check the card? When do you check the camera? Well, you answer that question with another question. When do you want to hunt the turkeys? If you want to hunt the turkeys in the morning, which is usually the case, you don't want to check the card in the morning because you don't want to be there in the morning when the morning turkeys are there. So if you're trying to hunt morning gobblers, you want to check that card in the afternoon. You want to check it after you know hunting hours closes and if there are birds there and you spook them, you're spooking the afternoon birds. Maybe they're passing through. Maybe that's their pattern. And they're not there in the morning. They're just there now, whatever the case may be. But also, you're just less likely to see turkeys in the middle of the day than you are in the morning. Now, if you're hunting evening turkeys, similar kind of thing. But you probably don't want don't to be there early in the morning checking the camera because the evening birds that you're seeing are probably going to where they came from in the morning. So if you're trying to get evening turkeys, then middle of the day is better. So you're not spooking those birds that uh, are coming. They're, they're just they're coming from where they're going. You're, you're, you're just spooking them you know, right in front of their house, just at a different time of day. So you know, early to mid-afternoon is about the best time to check cameras and cards when you're not close to hunting time and you're able to get in there with the least chance of spooking a bird and the lowest chance of spooking a bird that roosts there, right? That's maybe the biggest thing. You're very rarely going to come in and spook a bird in the middle of the day within 100 yards of its roost. They just don't stay there. They move. So even if you do spook a bird in the middle of the day, it's probably not one that's going to be there when you're hunting. Um... And, you know, there's a big misconception, I think, with turkeys. And that is, well, if you spook a bird, then, you know, that's over with that bird. 
you know, for maybe for days, maybe weeks, you may never be able to hunt that bird again in the season. And a lot of guys who have spent decades hunting turkeys have rent similar, wrote similar things in books. And there's a truth to that. There is a truth to that. When you're hunting turkeys and you're calling turkeys and that gobbler thinks you're a hen and you blow it up and you spook it and it detects you and it's gone and you scare it off, it could be days or weeks before that bird is huntable to that location again because it's aware that hen, so hen sound from that area is a hunter. However, you're just walking through the woods, you know, with a ball cap on, wearing whatever you're wearing, and you spook a turkey. That turkey never thought you were a hen. That turkey's not going to become call shy because it saw a guy with, you know, uh, a white t-shirt walking through the woods. So you're not, you're not associating calling and hunting with your presence there. It's just, oh, there's a person, there's a thing, I better get out of here. That bird could be huntable the next day. All right, that bird sometimes could be huntable 20 minutes from then. You know, and, and this is a topic for another episode, which I plan to do later in this series of episodes. But there are times when you spook a turkey what you need to do is move and try to get ahead of that turkey or around that turkey wherever it's going. Call with a different call and try to get them to come into you. You know, there's a little misconception that if a bird is spooked, it's unhuntable. Well, no. It depends on what spooked it and how it was spooked. Turkeys get spooked all the time. They get spooked by foxes. They get spooked by cats. They get spooked by mice. They get spooked by the wind, it seems. All kinds of things. A, a turkey can be spooked 20 times in a day. But that doesn't mean it's it's going to stop mating. Because they can be spooked 20 times in a day every day. It's just a matter of when they associate a human with turkey calls from an area. And you, 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 you blow your cover. Now that bird is going to be gun shy and call shy from you from that call from that area. And maybe for a little while, depending on how bad you blow it. But if you're just walking through the woods, even while you're hunting, not just checking cameras, even while you're hunting, and you just walk right up and just bird, walk right into a bird and it you know, runs away, that bird is still huntable. Now, if you just sit down there and call, that's not going to work most of the time. Anything's possible, but most of the time. You need to get into a different position and hide and call. So if you know which way that bird ran, if you can make a long loop around it, you can get in front of that turkey or just somewhere in the general direction of in front of it, sit down and then call from that area. You know, 10, 15 minutes later, that bird may be very open. It's already going that way. And it, it is not associating that call coming from a safe direction 20 minutes later to the person that it just saw 20 minutes ago, you know, 200 yards back the other way. So you got to think a little bit outside the box. You not, Don't be so worried about spooking turkeys going in, checking trail cameras. When I go in to check cameras, I don't like to, to wear camo. I don't like to wear what I wear to hunt. One, I don't want to be in the woods all camoed out necessarily because there could be other people out hunting other things. But I want to go into the woods like a person wearing regular clothes. And if I spook a turkey, I spook a turkey. 
and that turkey knows that there was a human somewhere and it just spooked by another human. It's not associating that interaction with hunting, calling, mating, breeding. It's not putting it much more on guard, you know, and then, you know, weeks ahead of time, it doesn't matter at all. So when you're going in to check your cameras, you just want to try to be there at the time of day when turkeys are not going to be where you're hunting them. So if you're trying to hunt birds early in the morning, middle of the day is perfect. So to recap, make sure your cameras are lower. Make sure that you put your cameras in areas where turkeys are going to be and not just deer. Make sure that you set your cameras up at angles and directions so that you can see birds coming and going. And make sure when you go in to check your trail cameras that you do it at optimal times of day. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Check out dozens and dozens of episodes on turkey hunting, links to videos, all that kind of stuff. And please, I implore you, head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment, not for my ego, but to help the show grow and reach more people. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Till next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods. <laughs>